0: This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, July 20th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to Part 9 of their podcast addressing climate
1: change with the Internet of Things and AI. Okay, um, I wanted to move on for a second. At, at OSIsoft, we believe people with data can transform their world. What is needed to do this? How does providing people with data allow them to address global warming?
2: Well, the main thing about having the data is that it tells you what actions to take on. Now, some of those actions will be, in fact, uh, executed by people. Other actions will be executed automatically. But without good, solid reliable data you can't do that so you have to go back to the philosophy of i'm going to build my whatever power generation grid etc so i can be standalone and i don't care if anybody else is running or not because you actually have to care because Mm -hmm. of this communication between all the entities and so where where the people are empowered is that if you know what actions to take then you can you can take actions on them if you can see ways of predicting when you have to take action, you can actually implement those actions automatically. In an autonomous vehicle, if you're going to hit something, you stop. And what the AI will bring to that will bring a more heuristic design where you can more closely mimic the actual people doing it, but far more rapidly and able to handle the kind of data volumes they got, they have to deal with. Okay, great.
1: Empowering the people with data. Excellent. Um, so the one final concept that I wanted to talk with you about, um, the U.S. Department of Energy through their Office of Electricity, they came out with the North American Energy Resilience Model, or NARMS. Um, I think it was back in July of, of last year, 2019. If the U.S. government had a situational awareness center of all of the energy in the nation, including electrical, oil, gas, water, what would that look like and how would the data in our customer systems help?
2: It looks almost like what we would call a center of reliability combined with a remote operating center, combined with an operating center, et cetera. It's basically a center that brings together all this information to where you can supply it to different people slash apps slash whatever.
0: To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. The abominable human cost of Russia's invasion of Ukraine this past February has been and continues to be well-documented by the news media and humanitarian organizations. A new report from the International Energy Agency shows how that war has led to a catastrophic, vicious cycle in global energy and electricity markets. The IEA's new Electricity Market Report, which was released on July 20th, projected that global Global and regional economic growth will be significantly depressed this year and next, coming off a robust 2021 as the world largely emerged from the economic ravages of the COVID-19 pandemic. The provincial government of oil-rich Alberta is taking something of a greener posture, but a federal proposal on emissions from the fossil fuel sector proved to be a step too far. The federal government of Ottawa put forward a discussion paper that outlines how to cut total greenhouse gas emissions by as much as 45 percent below 2005 levels by 2030. The ultimate goal is to achieve a net zero economy by 2050. The federal government established that the oil and gas sector accounted for 27 percent of the nation's total greenhouse gas emissions last year, the largest and fastest growing polluting industry in the country. A controversial proposal by the European Commission to award temporary green investment status to nuclear power and gas-fired projects has been approved in a final vote by the European Parliament. A motion to veto the EC's proposal to include nuclear and gas in the European Union's sustainable finance taxonomy was defeated by 328 votes to 278. A minimum of 353 votes was needed to reject the plan. And Belgian transmission system operator Elia has issued a contract notice covering the delivery of a submarine cable system for the modular offshore Grid 2 grid connection system in the North Sea. The tender remains open until July 27th. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.